This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 176 of The Real Word. Word is up. 176, eh? Hey. I didn't know that we did 175 last Take week. Take a trip to uh, Matt Leonetti's neck of the woods, Canada? Hey. Hey. Maybe. No? Mm. You were talking about Matt on the way in. I did. Well, we were talking about the marketeer. He's going to be in Dallas, by the way. Oh, yeah? When we go in October for the Tom Ferry Summit. You talked to him about it? Yeah. Well, I got, I got him in, kind of. I feel like we have to come up with some reels then with him. Oh, well, you can do that. Maybe. You guys can can figure it all reel out. Reel it. Reel it up. Make it real. The real word. All right. So we've got uh, a sight unseen topic, why they might not be as risky as you think. We have, what else do we have? Oh, we have this um, CNN article. CNN style article, which is, you can't even, there's so much style in the font, you can barely read it, but we'll get into that. <laughs> and then we have a, a marketeer of the week, of course. Let's start with racket number one. Five reasons buying sight unseen isn't as risky as you think. Nicole, homes.com conducted a survey of 1,500 visitors that discovered 42% of buyers are willing to buy a home sight unseen. Yep. Makes sense in this market. Absolutely. Uh, Here's why that uh, number shouldn't surprise you. And they've got five reasons why it shouldn't surprise you. Why maybe buying a home sight unseen is is okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So number one. We'll go through all five and give our opinion. Let's do it. Tor technology mm-hmm. is a reason that you should buy sight unseen. One of the ones that they've identified here. Today, buyers expect to see a virtual tour, if not at least a listing video. Imagining technology mm-hmm. can now edit exterior washouts to provide online tours, participants with full views of fence, backyards, and curb wheel, but all finalizing the immersive experience. Uh, is this a reason that sight unseen... <laughs> Is, is is it good? Is not, is not risky. scary. So yeah. I still think that. Um, so where I would go a little bit deeper with this tour technology is I think that I've had a lot more success What's, if I'm actually FaceTiming with them and going through. Because at that point you can show out, you know, like but, some of the okay. flaws, right? If you're there, you can. You're right. You yes. can show. I, I I actually think if you're going to do tours virtually, and you're definitely going to buy sight unseen, mm-hmm. you have to do that with your trusted you know, advisor, like, right. like you're talking about, but yep. you also have to have the Matterport to go of through course. because the FaceTime you can like, I can go based off of your, Hey, she pointed out, yep. um, you yep. know, that crack in the wall. She, yep. she pointed out the leaky yep. faucet, but I also don't get a, a true no. feel for the space no. on FaceTime. You definitely need to be well-versed, like you're saying with a Matterport before your agent even goes out to the property for true. sure. Yeah. yeah. But I do think it's crucial though for the agent to go out there and do a FaceTime tour. Correct. And hey, you like I know both, like yeah. I like you don't like, oh, but look at the crown molding or like just again, if you're, I think that that is much more, I won't say much more important, but certainly is important but, to be coupled but this with is, the Matterport. From fully orchestrated group open houses, we know that those are a mm-hmm. racket to yep. an agent facetiming through a mm-hmm. listing yep it's easier than ever for buyers to get yes but to me a a group open house or just facetiming is not enough for a sight unseen offer right. i need a matterport and a facetime uh and that and that those two things combined can maybe yes. get me there I, if I, th- I know I, the area i think what we're but i think if you're comparing it to the none of that which was very much 
True. But just years ago. But to me, I got to have both. I got to know the area. I've yes. got to have been to the area before right. as well. Well, okay. So, and this is, and I think it depends on who you're talking about too. Like, are you the seller or are you no, the no, buyer? If I'm, if I'm the buyer. Right. I'm the buyer, yeah. But my, my, my concern here still though, is if you're not doing all that and I'm the listing agent, I'm still really worried about that buyer. Yeah. 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 Me too. Especially if they've got outs like a mortgage. Of course. All right. Number two, availability and quality of the property data. So- uh, quality of the property data. Industry vendors have been have made real estate data its own industry. Agents can learn and share. So basically, uh, the CMA and research, you know, thinking Zillow, about Redfin, reports. Zillow Realtor. Yeah, I don't know. Well, your agent should be doing this for right. you. So, so the the availability of it should be quite easy if you're working with a trusted advisor in that market, right? right. I don't think you should be as the buyer, just relying on, you know, they, they're talking about red and these different they shouldn't places. Be relying on no, I don't think so. No. no. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, when it comes to being source of the source, you've never been more resourceful. That that comes down to the agents. Okay, that's the the agent job. Right. I mean, that's the big agent job, education. Right well, now, I think so. I think the number one thing on this list should actually be hire a buyer's agent, but. There you go. Maybe we add another. Maybe that's the ninth. Number three, buyers are competitive. So we talked about this Washington, D.C. Uh, in an earlier real word. Washington, D.C. listing had 88 offers in mm -hmm. four days. Remember we, yep. we covered that? Yep. Um, 15 of which were made without the buyer ever seeing it. Social media threads uh, swelled daily with buyer agent angst about losing offers and listing agent panic about. Listen, I, I see it all over the place. Buyer agents, agents in general, just frustrated with this market. Those of you that weren't in the market in 2012, 2013, 2014 need to stop complaining about this current market. Right. Things can, you think this market's hard and bad? Things can get a whole heck of a lot worse in a oh, hurry. Worse. Yes. So uh, I would kind of curb the complaints online a little bit. People like myself remember 2012 quite clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 13 and 14 and 15 yeah. and 16. Well, I mean. Yeah. Well, for Connecticut, it went on and on and on and on, right? People are like, wait a minute, 15 in my market was great. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're, yeah, we were still we're on the Connecticut. wrong coast. Yeah. Uh, so buyers are competitive. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that helps you doing sight unseen though. You know? Well, I, I so I think I think what what it's saying is is that you almost have to do sight unseen because the market is so competitive. So it's almost like you have to get a little bit more. But to your point, if I'm the listing agent, I'm a little worried about. I am that petrified, strategy. especially if I have 88 offers. I guarantee you, one of those other offers, those people have already seen it. I guess they're doing it to save time. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think they're doing it though because if they're not in the area, I will say though that this past year was the first time I've ever had a buyer do sight unseen. But they, but again, I they never were going to even see it until after closing. So the selling the seller's agent was, yeah, was it, much more. And again, they were uh, military, so there was. Here's where I get worried. It's like, oh, it's sight unseen, but I'll see it for the first time at the inspection. Oh yeah. So now their first impression is hanging out with the inspector. Oh yeah. Going around and and they're or, picking everything or, or, apart. Or, or catch someone when they haven't eaten breakfast yet. I mean, mm. it's a whole disaster even without <laughs> the home inspector, right? I mean, our dad comes. Hang, hangry, oh, angry buyer. So number yeah. four, every home needs work. So I guess this is like you saying to yourself, well, every home I get is going to need work. I'm going into home ownership. I'm going to have to do work. So what the heck, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I might as well not. 
Again, not worry about that stuff. I, I think that's also why it's important to go back to number one and have your agent do that FaceTime. Because I think even with the Matterport and even photos, it can be very misleading for you to not really understand the amount of work in some situation. In some situations. And then number five, they're becoming more common. So I guess, hey, if everybody else is doing it. Why not? Just jump on the ship there. Let's I do don't it. know. I think overall these, if I were to rank overall these five, I mm-hmm. think this is kind of overall a racket in, in sense of, yeah. I, I didn't, I thought there was better reasons to your point. Um, five reasons buying sight unseen isn't as yeah. risky as you think. Well, I think what's happening Well, because here, they're more common, it's well, not risky? It's, it's, it's still risk. Well, I don't understand that. I think, that, that's, I think that's pretty much the purpose of this article to say that they are more common. And again, I think the reason that they're, that more, was number five that they're reason. more common is, again, our you know supply is way low. But the result, the result like, hey, of, I'm coming into town in two weeks. You can't do that shit anymore. But the result of this market is a new comfort level, a new normal of submitting offers without physically touring a home. The game just keeps changing. That doesn't take the risk out that everybody else is doing yes. it. Yeah. So I didn't love uh, the reasons why. What, what would be your number one reason that, that takes risk out? I like wh- where we said, number one, if you're going to truly see sight unseen, to you, t- to your point, the number one thing is have a really trusted have to real estate advisor mm-hmm. on your side, mm-hmm. you know, an agent that's working with you mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Number two to me is if you're going to buy sight unseen somewhere, you better have visited the town, the area that you're buying. You should know that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what if you get there, you love the house, but you don't love the town. Right. Well, now you're, now so, you're screwed. So you should have at least have visited the area in right. the past. Um, and you should have some familiarity with that neighborhood that you're go- going to be making these sight unseen offers in. And then I would double up on, I would request, hey, listen, buyer agent, even if I, the buyer, have to pay for this, I, you know, because the listing agent hasn't, I need a Matterport and I need a FaceTime. If of you the even property. have time. I mean, I don't I know, know that, that you're going to have time problem. for a Matterport. I mean, right. you're certainly doing a FaceTime. I think another thing that would be helpful too is if Floor you have- plan at least. Or if you have somebody that already is living in that area that you trust, maybe they should accompany the listing agent too because they could actually be a really helpful resource too. Again, I don't. I still don't think that the risk is gone. Again, no. as a seller, it's that still spooks me out. Or, or if like a wife has come and they're putting in an offer and the husband still hasn't come, that kind of stuff spooks me yeah. out too. But anyway, yeah, we'll see. There's less incentive right now for listing agents to do Matterport. Obviously, during oh yeah, there's COVID, zero it was, incentive. It was like, it was well, have you seen some agents have, have even gone back to like taking photos on their phones because they're just getting lazy? It's yeah, so that's ridiculous. Crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Agents doing that. Shame, shame. Turn know your, your license name. In. Yeah. All right, racket number two. This is CNN style. I don't know if you've ever been on CNN style. I didn't even know that there was a separate style as opposed to CNN. Well, this this is their, you know, you have CNN business. Yep. Then they have CNN style. I love that. I didn't know either, but yeah. they have a different font for CNN style. And it's very difficult to read, actually. It's actually <laughs> on, it's, it's actually a bad style, if you ask me. Uh, these architects. All of their articles are written in that font? Yes. Are you sure it's not just this article? No, this is because see the style is in that font. Oh, they're trying to be a little too fancy here. Yeah, these you, like, are, you like bougie though. This, but this I'm not, reading it. You know, I've got to be able to read it. Well, CNN. you have a hard time reading it anyway. Right. So these architects believe communal living is the way of the future. Okay, we've actually talked about this a little bit. We have talked about this quite a bit. Yes. All right. So let, let's frame it up. Especially here. in new age, Let, with like, go ahead, Bobby. Put some of these photos up of this place. This is a. Um, 
I don't know. Is that a tree? There's a tree in the in the property. Mm-hmm. It's very sustainable mm-hmm. living. Rocks. There's no handrails. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the model is not just a lofty idea that the architects are asking people to try untested. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's been tested. It is based on the 40-unit co-housing pro- uh, project in mm-hmm. Vind Molabakin, mm-hmm. located in... You mixed a lot of different languages Davinger. Norway. We'll just say in Norway. Let's stick <laughs> okay, to Norway. it's in Norway, which they completed in 2019 and now call their home. They have five similar buildings in the works. What We Share presents an updated take on communal living that differs from both the hippie communities of uh, the 60s and the 70s where members mm-hmm. ma- managed to plot a land, pooled their income, mm-hmm. and the more recent slew of so-called adult dorms, which crop up in San Francisco, New York, and London. We've talked, we've commented on those, yep. the adult dorms, yep. which we were not a fan of. Nope. Um, well, there was a but, lot of dirty socks. And, but this yeah. model is based on the Danish cow, uh, co-housing tradition in which residents own their private homes, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they own a private home, maybe an apartment even, but a private home, and they share communal areas that suit their needs. So what we didn't like about the um, adult dorm living is that you're sharing a living, living room, room together. You're kitchen. sharing a kitchen. In yeah. this, even if it's an apartment, let's say, mm-hmm. your home, mm-hmm. you have your own kitchen, you have your own bathroom, mm-hmm. you have your own living room. So mm-hmm. now you're coming out and, and sharing a yard right. or yes. a pool or yep. a, um, I guess, anything. a billiard well, room. Well, it could be anything. I mean, they, you could have pool, you could have a, a theater. I mean, it's, it really could be, I guess, anything that anything that community want. decides to build on there. There must be some sort of HOA that's supporting this. Look, it looks now like this everyone's, one, this one everyone's here, eating together. This, this photo shows everybody eating together. Well, that could have just been like a potluck. Pot it looks at like the, a potluck. At the, they at get the, the all the pots okay. uh, Yeah. So I, I 39 families. And again, sort of one. before the show, we were talking about that, you know, a, a lot of these places already exist. We're talking about like assisted living facilities, right? So I mean, you're, you, people are serving you food in your own room, but you can also go to these, these, this, these communal spaces, play bingo. I mean, there's. Hey, bingo. Why not? With I the mean, neighbors. Why, why not? Um, and listen, I mean, I guess when I'm thinking about it, uh, my place in Florida they, there's a yeah. community pool. You're pretty much living in a in a. What I'm living in one of these. You are living in one. You have a wow. pool. I mean, you wow. can you can you can probably can you rent out some sort of like thing throw a party at? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, like you a, can in the community center. Yeah, yeah oh, there's a community center. You have a community a, center. Does you have your do you have your own school there too? No, 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 no. no, no. There's well, a, some of these there's a, have the, there's schools. There's the pool too. house. You can yeah. basically rent out the pool house, yeah. and you, yeah. you could do. Uh, so that's pretty much what they're saying here. I don't think you have to rent it, but you could you could reserve it, right? Yeah. There's a pool. There's tennis courts. I mean, it's a Florida play. You know, yeah, it's an style. HOA. Yeah, yeah it's HOA. pretty much what they're doing here. So Norway is doing an HOA finally. Now they say though, because I because, you know, like my uh, home is not connected to. So then I think these 30, 40 homes are all connected. So it almost reminds me of the 62 and over living. Right. Where. So, but are you, so you, you don't own the building? land. So you're a pud. You own your house, but not your land. In this scenario? In this situation, yes. Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Um, now they say this could could be an alter, uh, alternate solution to um, climate and population concerns. So. Mm-hmm. You know they're not going to use steel and concrete for some reason. They're going to they're going to use uh, locally Wood. sourced timber. Yeah. Good luck with that. Because that's super cheap right well, now. Well, good luck. At that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Here's what I like, and here's what I don't like. I like, 
I personally love HOAs. This does seem like what what we're looking at here. A little just bit. A fancier term for now they're talking about sharing values these are smaller though so an hoa of like yeah your hoa is large we're talking about yeah. small although my hoa here in connecticut is very small very small yeah but you guys don't really have anything communal we don't have anything. no we have no. high hoa fees with nothing communal nothing there's nothing there's nothing there's, nothing, there's, nothing, there's, nothing. there's absolutely nothing there's not you, i think you where do you pick up your mail is communal that's about yeah. as communal as we get <laughs> uh that is true yep so i always i'm a big fan of an hoa because if you get internet in an HOA, mm -hmm. if you say you have 400 uh, residents in an HOA. Do you have to use the internet that the HOA, I've never no. been part of an HOA. But, but say you do get internet, your internet costs can come, you know, uh, down. can come down because right. everybody's sharing yep. in that cost and yep. you're getting a better deal. Yep. Um, if you have trash pickup, yep. your trash pickup can come way down right. because everybody's sharing Well, what they're cost. talking about here too is your carbon footprint. So same thing even there, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's one stop for a garbage truck instead of, you know, multiple stops too, potentially. And it sounds like at your house, you're getting picked up in front of your house, right but in front. yeah, so maybe your footprint isn't, isn't as smart, but I do think that there are some, there are some positives though. Cause again, if you are dumping in one spot and it's just coming to pick up yeah. that one trash. Well, now you got a dump in your community. I don't know if you like that but not a dump i'm talking about just like a like like we have here you just go out to the back and you dump it into a you know a dumpster dumpster yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a cover on I don't it like, it's I, it's got a nice little gate around it i would not move to an hoa that has a dumpster that's just me really um, like scratch it off the list that's like a like a deal that breaker? would be an absolute for me yes for for the way i want to live hmm. if there's a dumpster in my hoa that'd be an absolute deal breaker because i want to have a garbage can in At my your garage yes and I'm right. going to just go to the garage. I, I guess don't it depends go. on what kind of HOA you're in, though. Well, because you go to the... You, if you're in like you a go, high rise... You go to the dumpster, now you're getting... You're, you're stopping. You, you, somebody's walking a dog. Oh, somebody's you don't like talking to people. That's When that's I'm home, what, I don't, which is yeah. why this would not be good for me. I First of all, those adult dorms, that's the biggest racket that'll never, ever, 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 ever catch on unless we become a third world, world country in America, okay? And you, you're forced to now live with people people don't want to live with other families well they people are don't want to live with their own family people don't even want to live with themselves but <laughs> i think that what's important here and what they talk about though is they talk uh, about loneliness yeah, yeah. so there is a, a, a large population of our older aged adults they have these that, though, 62 and over and those are beautiful facilities and they love it you can get your yeah. nails done with your girlfriends again you can play a little they're bingo. very expensive they're, not they're very expensive yes so again, I'm not necessarily against it. It's definitely not for you. Um, I don't no. think it's for me the, either. But th this will never catch on at any scale. Uh, people like their own space. In fact, I see a bigger trend right now of people wanting more land, mm -hmm. more of their own things mm -hmm. on their property yeah. just for them and their family. Uh, this is the biggest racket of all time. Yeah. This is somebody trying to get a little too fancy like the font on CNN Super style. fancy. I will say though that I do like seeing, again, I'm... I'm hyper local here, like in the New Haven, say, you know, they're taking over factories, turning them into really cool apartment buildings where then you have, you do yeah. have a community sort of hangout on the first floor or a gym that you can all visit. I mean, that I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, there, I'm, the, I'm there. In my mind, that's sort of the communal living that I think as far as we could all go, but. Yeah. But look at these pictures. They're just trying to be so forward, so progressive. Well, and they're being very minimalistic. I mean, there yeah. is nothing. Can you imagine that like you spill chocolate milk in there? It's all over. 
This this is all um Mm-mm. this is all glitter. I mean, just look at the photos. We are in Norway though. though. The Maybe they're just happier they, people. This, this, I don't this, know. This is, this is way too. They're smoking a lot of pot too. I bet in uh, those areas. You know, I'm thinking so much. Brighter well, than again, you. remember in this article they are talking about um, sharing values too. So um, yeah, they've got. I just it really they've got some value sharing it's issues. Going okay, deep. so marketeer of the week: How to winning win a bidding war. How to win a bidding war before before it, before starts. it starts? Okay, uh, let's go to the question here. This is New York Times. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are trying to buy a house in Fairfield County, Connecticut. How Look odd! That. And we keep losing bidding wars. We mm-hmm. offer the asking price. Over. We offer over. Over. The, we mm-hmm. go over. But, over. But we can't pay in cash. Mm-hmm. So these guys are using a mortgage. How much do we need to offer to get a house? Is there a magic number? A magic number. Or is this just a pipe dream and we'll never find one? This is the frustration buyer's Do they have an agent? Like, is there a magic number? Uh, So Rhonda, who wrote this in to New York Times, she thinks that the Times has got got the answer for it. Anyways, the Times did a great job because they actually went out and they referenced a couple of different... They referenced Douglas Elliman report Mm -hmm. and they also spoke to Jennifer Thomas, a licensed saleswoman at the Metalios Group in Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh, shout we kind of sort of know them a little. Well, yeah, shout out to Joy Metalios. We love Joy. And, uh, and her um, and team Jennifer. partner here, yes. Jennifer. So Jennifer said that in her market, the winning bid is typically 10 to 15% over the asking price, but not always. I've had winning bids and weren't the highest offer. Nicole, you've spoken on this. Previous, maybe maybe just to the team, or have we spoken about that in the in the? Uh... Well, so the only reason that we did talk about it to the team is because we did actually go over some of the things that we can do in multiple offers. Because yeah. it was an article about you know offering out the seller, you know paying and, the seller closing costs. So that what, is a, obviously a, a condition. And that's what Jennifer says yeah. here. It's not about your price; it's about your terms, terms. and conditions. Yeah. Okay, great. Another strategy: try to find homes before they hit the market. So be talking to your agent, your broker. Uh, about making inquiries on your behalf, putting out feelers, uh, whatever you can. Like, hey, can, can we be calling on? We do circle prospecting here yep. a lot in the office. Can like, can we be calling on this particular neighborhood? Just maybe find the needle in the haystack, find that one seller thinking about selling, mm-hmm. match me up with them. Right. Uh, a little bit of sweat equity, maybe mailers, whatever we can do to get the word out that I'm looking. Then it says here another strategy um, that the Times offers up is post your request to a local neighborhood group to see, uh, you know, Facebook group, mm-hmm. for example, see whether a seller will talk to you before the house is listed. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine just did this, ending up with a house that never even hit the market. Oh, uh, eventually, with enough grit and patience, you will find someone willing to sell you their house. Okay. Uh, here's why this is the marketeer of the week, New York Times. I think that's really valuable advice talking about the Facebook groups. There are a lot of deals being connected across the country right now in the community Facebook groups. And by the way, it's just because they're being more aggressive than their agents. And they're just, hey, sorry, agent, uh, this particular seller now, Mm -hmm. I met them through Facebook ABC, which you're not on. You don't have a presence on. Right. And we just matched up and I'm buying their house. It's a great deal for me. Okay. If you're an agent and you're trying to be hyper local, taking over an area, mm-hmm. getting listings, especially how do I get more listings? Will you become the local resource? You don't go in there and, and post, you know, take a picture of your business card and put right. it into the Facebook no. group. It's yeah. a way to get kicked off. Right. You become a part of the conversation. You should be replying to 20 posts every single day. You should be making posts. Hey, have, has anybody checked out the bagels at the new new, ba- new bagel shop? Whatever, right? Oh, there is a new bagel shop here in town. I know. Mm-hmm. Is it open yet? It is. Oh, good. We went there yesterday. Um, 
I went to Cullen's yesterday. You did? Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 Deeks. Uh-oh, Sorry Deeks. about that. That's a little local stuff for you. A little local bagel rivalry. A little uh, rivalry. Up here. Anyways, you should be the local leader. So that way, when someone makes that post, hey, I'm thinking about uh, or I'm looking for all of a sudden in the comments, they're tagging you because you're like the mayor of that town. Like, right. hey, maybe you should talk to Nicole. You know, ask Nicole. She may know somebody. Nicole may know, right? And that's where you yeah, become connected I think as it, an agent. And I think that it is smart that you comment on that because it's it can go both ways. I mean, obviously, you can be out there as an advocate for your buyer, but you could certainly very much be in the thick of it when someone's like, hey, I'm thinking about selling my house in four weeks. Does anybody know a really good stager? Now you have a flipping person that you know wants yeah. to sell. And, and how about this? Stay connected. Like, do you want to find out from your buyer that they bought a house from somebody in the community two weeks after the post was made? Or do you want to see that post in the first two minutes and contact the buyer and, and make a comment on their post? Like, hey, yeah, we, we are a team. We're really looking for X, Y, and Z. Anybody have anything coming on? Now you're the one that's going to talk to that right. seller. Yeah. And then you're you know texting that buyer and saying, hey, listen, great idea with the post. Like encourage them. You know, uh, if somebody pops up, happy to take the conversation from here. And also I, I made 300 circle dials mm-hmm. for the neighborhood that you've identified right. yep. over the last two days. Right. Like yeah. th- this is what we're doing. It's really a great touch point, no matter what the amount of people that are like, anyone know a good garbage company? Any, I mean, like you're saying, like if you're posting, you really can be like the the, the professional in, yeah. in that town for and sure. The, and these are probably, you know, if you haven't noticed right now, if you're, you're marketing on Facebook, Marketing on Facebook for your business pages has completely plummeted. The Facebook algorithm is really hard for anybody trying to uh, produce content from a business perspective on Facebook. It's almost non-existent unless you're paying a ton of money. I mean, it's the, the organic push on Facebook is down to zero, mm-hmm. except from your personal Facebook page. They're still organic there. Right. And these Facebook groups, yeah. these local groups are really active. They're probably love the most valuable <laughs> you know, tool you have on Facebook today, more valuable than the ads. So right. I'd be in those if I'm looking to be hyper local and take over listings in a particular and area. though what's really fun though is if there isn't one for your community like if there's a specific community that you want maybe start one now you're the admin i yeah. mean hello now you're just collecting everyone's sort of back-end data but yeah i mean there's really no reason for you not to be getting involved and engaged because there are questions being asked on those sites every minute absolutely yeah. yeah they're very active all right that's it that's what we got um appreciate Everybody that listened, if you are on Apple, love a review from you. If you're on YouTube, love for you to hit the subscribe button. And we'll see you next week on The Real Word. See you guys. Keep it real.